welcome to the Still Worthy Podcast, the safe and empowering haven for people like you and me, single, child-free women looking to embrace our unique path, celebrate our freedom and independence, and live our best, happiest, most fearless, fulfilling, and kick-ass life. I'm your host and sister friend, Sanja Lioness Mackey, here to guide you on this incredible journey that redefines womanhood and acknowledges your worth, irrespective of your marital and family status. Let's get this party started. Hey, girl, welcome to another episode of Still Worthy, our place and space to have inspiring conversations as single child free women. Conversations that hopefully help you to view things from a new and different perspective. Conversations that hopefully provide you with mindset shifts and behavioral changes that can help position you to become the best version of yourself and live the best version of your life. Now, my focus on each episode is not always going to be precisely on our single and or child-free status because we're more than that, right? It's like I would tell any married woman or mother, girl, you are more than just somebody's wife. You are more than someone's mother. And the same goes for us. We are more than our status as single women who don't have children. So I'm often going to talk about topics that aren't specifically related to that. So with that being said, let's jump into today's topic. You were set apart for a purpose. And I'm going to set the tone by telling you my personal story first. So bear with me as I share that. But, you know, I'll bring it back around and relate it back to you. Now, I don't know about you, but growing up was a bit tough for me. The biggest reason was that I was different. I want you to think back to your birth weight and length. Now, I was a pretty normal weight, but where I stood out was in length. I was 24 inches long when I was born. That's right, girl. I was two feet long at birth. I will bet money that you were not that long. So from the moment I came into this world, I had something that set me apart from almost everyone else. I mean, I was taller than most everyone, even in preschool and kindergarten. First grade on up until adulthood, I was taller than most everyone else. I literally physically stood apart. But as a child, a young girl, you know, a teenager, I didn't want to stand out. I wanted to blend in. I wanted to be, quote, normal. I mean, those were some critical years, especially my teen years. You know, you're starting to notice the boys and you hope that the boys are starting to notice you. And for me, they were, but not in the way that I wanted. Like you, perhaps, I was called names in school. You know, a lot of children are called names in school. Mine always had to do with my height. I was called giraffe. I was called too tall. I was called lurch after the tall butler on the show, The Adams Family. And I hated all of it. Because it was a situation that I could not do anything about. It wasn't like I was overweight and if I went on a better eating and exercise regimen, I could lose weight. It wasn't like I had bad acne. If my mother just took me to the dermatologist, they could prescribe something for me and it would improve the condition of my face. No, this was something I could not do anything to change. It was something that I had to find a way to live with. And for most of my childhood and teen years into being a young adult, my way of dealing with it was to try to minimize it. In other words, to try to somehow make my height less visible. 
And since I was my height, I mean, right, I am my height, so to speak, that meant making myself less visible. Have you ever done that? Try to make something that was very prominent about yourself less prominent by hiding parts of yourself, by trying to be less visible, by trying to blend in, by trying not to stand out or be seen. So one thing I did along these lines, I never wore heels. I always wore flat shoes. I mean, God forbid I wear anything that was going to make me even taller than I already was. Okay. And so as I think back on that time, you know, I couldn't look at myself as I was walking, but I often wonder if the mental and emotional aspect of wanting to be less visible manifested itself physically such that I actually slouched down when I walked, actually trying to make myself physically shorter, actually trying to physically minimize myself. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I, I wonder, I often wonder. So one thing that was also happening during that time frame is what many humans tend to do when we're wounded or unhappy or emotionally hurt or just need to be alone in a safe, secure space. We withdraw into ourselves. We go off into a corner, so to speak, whether it's to lick our wounds or to find a reprieve from whoever or whatever is hurting us or to give ourselves time to strengthen and build ourselves up so we can go out into the world and fight another day. For me, it just felt like I didn't fit into the regular world. So I retreated into my own world. You know, I was a vivid daydreamer. I was always an avid book reader, even from being a young child. I had this creative and colorful imagination. So even though I had friends, I became a bit of a loner. It was easier that way. It was more comfortable that way. But here's the rub. Regardless of what I was going through or how I was feeling or how I was choosing to handle it, it didn't change who God created me to be or the purpose the personality, or the gifts and talents I had been given. So I was still this fierce and passionate woman. I was still this opinionated woman who spoke her mind. I was still a woman determined to live life to the fullest. I was still that person. And what happened as I retreated into myself is that I learned how to boldly and bravely roll solo in the world. I learned how to depend on myself. I developed the confidence to do things like going to the movies alone, going out to eat alone, going on international trips alone. I mean, I created this bold, brave and beautiful life for myself by myself. Now, might I have created that same life for myself if I had been born shorter? Perhaps. But here's what I know for sure. Sidebar here, that's a book by Oprah that she wrote where she shares some of her most important truths or lessons that she's learned over her lifetime. It's called What I Know For Sure. And what I know for sure is that God doesn't make mistakes. We can question why he made us a certain way. For example, with my tall height, with my daddy's large nose, with my mama's varicose veins and swollen ankles, <laughs> you know, with my assertive, opinionated personality that always got me into trouble at work and at school, and that doesn't align with men looking for traditional submissive women. But that line of thinking is pointless. It's pointless. Plus, you're missing the bigger picture, which I'll get to in just a minute. But first, 
I want you to stop wishing you were somebody else or that you had somebody else's height, weight, nose, breasts, legs, stomach, personality, wealth, man, marriage. I mean, whatever it is, stop coveting what somebody else has. You have what you have and you are who you are, period. And the sooner you accept that, the better your life will be. Now, I'm all about self-improvement and personal development. So if there is something you don't like about yourself that you can actually do something about, like losing weight and getting stronger and more fit, girl, do it. Go for it. If you want to manifest a marriage in 2024, hell, you don't even have to wait until January 1st to change your life. You can take action right now and start to build a plan for going after what you want. Do the things that will make you happy. But at the heart of assessing those changes, it's what's called the serenity prayer. And it goes like this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. See, I had to have the wisdom to know the difference. My height wasn't something that I could change. I had to find a way to live with that. Okay, so the bigger thing I want you to do, especially as you make that assessment about the things that you can and cannot change in your life is to learn to accept the things that you think make you weird, that make you different, that make you stand out, that set you apart. I want you to stop hiding them and trying to minimize them and trying to change them. And instead, I want you to start leaning into them and highlighting them and accepting them. Girl, you you want to know what your superpower is? You want to know what the game changer in your life is? What could set your life on a whole different trajectory? That thing that makes you unique and different? That thing that makes you stand out and that sets you apart? That thing you keep trying to hide and minimize? And I'm going to refer to it as I continue talking during the course of this episode as that thing, quote unquote, because only you know what that thing is for you in your life. And we all have a thing. Okay. Now, there came a time in my 20s when the game changed and I no longer tried to hide or minimize my height. Honey, I wore heels. I wore big heels. I moved with confidence. I walked into rooms with my back straight and my head held high like I freaking owned the place. And that was the real game changer. It was never about my height. It was about my attitude about my height. You see, I was setting the tone for how people reacted to my height. You know the saying, you teach people how to treat you. If you didn't make your thing a thing, they wouldn't make it a thing. Did you get that? Let me let me say it again. If you didn't make your thing a thing, they wouldn't make it a thing. If you weren't ashamed or embarrassed by it, they wouldn't even know it was something that bothered you. If you didn't let it make you feel, quote, less than or, quote, other than, If you navigated that thing with confidence and self-assurance, their attitude and response to you and that thing would be completely different. Do you see what I'm saying? In fact, you may not even be seeing things clearly because we often see other people's reactions and responses through the lens of our own limitations. Let me repeat that and say it again. 
We often see other people's reactions and responses through the lens of our own limitations. That means you may be making things up in your mind and seeing things that simply aren't there in terms of how other people are reacting and responding to you because of your own feelings about the thing. Picture it. I walk into a room and people are gawking. Maybe it's not because they see me as the human version of Big Bird. (laughs) You know what I used to think in my mind when I was younger. Maybe it's because they see this tall, striking, beautiful woman who exudes and moves with confidence and self-assurance, and they are utterly amazed. Can you see how if I choose to believe that and I navigate the world believing that, how things will be different? How their reactions and responses will be different based on how I choose to move through life which is based on my own perceptions and attitudes about my height. It's not about what they think. It's about what I think. See, that's that's the game changer. It's about you and what you think. So here's the deal. Here's where I'm going with all of this. You were created for a purpose, for a reason. You have a mission and assignment here on earth. You've been given everything that you need to start working in that assignment with what I call your assets. Okay. And I've talked about that in a previous episode, but assets don't just consist of things like gifts and talents and abilities. Assets can also include things that we are less than thrilled with about ourselves. Assets can include physical deformities. Assets can include broken friendships and failed relationships. Assets can include painful situations and circumstances because even bad things can be used for good when it comes to your purpose in life. Have you ever read a news or magazine article or watched a segment on television where a person had been through something really traumatic? I mean, something that changed the entire course of their life. I'm going to give you a few examples here. A woman who was raped and then physically disfigured when her rapist threw chemicals in her face. A woman who was badly burned when her boyfriend set her on fire after she tried to break up with him. A woman who was hit by a drunk driver and paralyzed from the waist down. I mean, I could go on and on, but I know you can also probably recall having read or watched similar reports about people whose lives have been changed forever through some traumatic event or circumstance. And every now and then, the person doing the interview or talking to the person, asking the questions, will ask if you could go back and change things. If you could go back and take this thing away, would you do it? I don't think I've ever heard a single person say yes. What I've always heard them say is no, because then I wouldn't be who I am today and I wouldn't be where I am today doing the work that I'm doing to help people and change lives. I mean, that's what I've always heard them say, that they would not change the thing because the thing contributed to them being who they are today and doing the purpose-driven work that they are doing today. And I'm here to remind you today that you were set apart for a purpose, that nothing about you was a mistake or an afterthought, 
that the worst things about you or your life can actually be used for a greater good, not just for other people, but for you. And what you thought was one of the worst things in your life could turn out to be one of the best things in your life. You know, this discussion reminds me of a woman I coached a few years back. One of the most painful themes of her life was how she felt about her big feet. And honey, I get it. <laughs> like Because at six feet, two inches tall, you know I don't have little petite size feet. Okay. I told her, girl, you sitting here crying about something people are paying money for. You know, we were sitting on a Zoom call. That's where I have my coaching calls, you know, on the Zoom line. And while we're there on the call together, I pulled up accounts on Instagram and I pulled up other websites dedicated to women who sell foot pictures and videos for money. She was flabbergasted. She had no idea. She knew nothing about that world or that line of work. She didn't know that she could stay in the privacy of her own home with her clothes on. You know, this doesn't have anything to do with sex or anything like that. And take photos and videos of her big feet that she hated. And that there would be men out there willing to pay big money to see those big feet of hers. Now, I'm not saying that that was her purpose driven work, although, hey, you know, God does work in mysterious ways. But I'm saying she never realized that this thing that had been the pain of her life, the bane of her very existence could be used in a way that was a bit more positive, in a way that it could actually make her money. And I'm sharing this with you to prove a point, to look beyond that thing that has been the bane of your existence to see how can it be used for a greater purpose, a greater good, to make some money, to do something different with it, to look at it in a different light. And here's the really special part. That thing about you that has seemingly had you at odds with the world, it will fit perfectly as you work in your purpose. Case in point, you know how in episode 14, the one titled Free to Be Me, I talked at length about my life in corporate and how there was this continuing theme about me being too direct and too assertive. I needed to dial it down. I needed to sit down. I needed to be less intimidating. I needed to master the art of being soft. You know, remember, these were all the things that they told me back in corporate in my annual performance reviews. Remember I talked about that? I haven't changed. Not in regard to my personality. I mean, I'm still the same person today that I was then. But those same attitudes and behaviors that they kept trying to shut down in corporate are the exact same attitudes and behaviors that work for me in my purpose-driven coaching business today. My people come to me. My clients come to me because they want someone who's going to keep it real with them. They want someone who isn't going to sugarcoat things, but instead tell them the truth, like when they have become the biggest obstacle or barrier keeping themselves from the very things they want in life. They want me to be direct. They want me to keep it real. What didn't work in corporate works perfectly in my purpose-driven work. Now, I'm talking to women every day now about being single and child-free about walking in their purpose, chasing their dreams, pursuing their passions, and creating a life of joy and fulfillment that doesn't have anything to do with being married or having children. Girl, I I go toe-to-toe with men sometimes over my thoughts and opinions about us thriving as single, child-free women. You think I could do that if I wasn't built for this? 
If I didn't have the personality and attitude to lead, to take the path less traveled, to stand up on behalf of my people, even when I have to stand alone, baby, I was built for this. From the time I came into this world, I was born to stand out. I was created for this reason, for this purpose. My height, that was just a part of the grooming process to get me ready for the purpose-driven work I was going to be doing. That was just prep work to learn how to take a licking and keep on ticking so I could deal with some of these men that I come across today head on. Whether it's was standing up to my manager back when I was in corporate or now standing up to a sexist and misogynistic man now as I do my work with single child free women. I was built for this. And you were built for your purpose as well. As for the mindset shift or action item or behavioral change that I like to give at the end of each episode today, I kind of sprinkled them throughout the discussion. So give the episode a second listen to really let things sink in and to get those mindset shifts and behavioral changes as it aligns with the larger context of the learnings in this episode. Whatever your thing is, because it's different for everyone. As I talked about, it's different for everyone. It was a part of the process of grooming you, of preparing you, of getting you ready for the life that you were created to live and the work that you were uniquely shaped to perform for the people that you were divinely assigned to help and serve. And if you don't understand any of that as it relates to your life, you know, if it's all just unclear, you don't know your purpose, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, you don't know what your assignment is, you don't know who you're supposed to be helping, I want to invite you to use the link in my bio to schedule a free 15-minute connection call on my calendar. Because nothing about your physical design or your gifts and talents and abilities or your life experiences was a mistake. You were given that thing, whatever it is, for a reason. You were set apart for a purpose. But now it's time to walk in that purpose, to bring to fruition everything that you've been given, everything that you've gone through, everything that you've experienced, both good and bad. It's time for it to all come together for the greater good. It's time for you to understand the reason you were created and to understand why some things had to happen in your life the way that they did. When you're ready to step into the fullness of who you were created to be, I am here to help you. Until next time, just remember, you were set apart for a purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Still Worthy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Share it with family and friends who would enjoy and benefit from these insightful and increasingly relevant conversations. Follow us on social media to connect with an amazing community of single, child-free women. And visit stillworthywomen.com to work with me, travel with me and other single, child-free women, and stay abreast of projects I'll be launching soon just for you. I hope today's topic encouraged you to view your lifestyle with a fresh, exciting, and empowering new perspective. And I can't wait to have you join me for the next episode. Until then, remember that your life choices are valid, your journey is beautiful, and your worth is immeasurable. Oh, 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 o